0: Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown-up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Hey there, my name is Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. Over the past few weeks, there's been a lot of tragedy in the news, especially in terms of depression and anxiety and the extreme end of that spectrum, suicide. Now, as I watched the stories of celebrities like Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade unfold, I was also hearing the stories of local teens who also chose that way to escape their pain. And I talked with other parents about the stress and the sadness and the despair that it seems like our teens are facing on a daily basis. This is a big deal. It is a rampant and growing problem. And I would say that it is the issue of this generation. Truthfully, I'm hard pressed to think of a single family we are close to who has not had at least a brush with some of these concerns, even yours truly which is something that I share about in my email this week. Now, if you haven't signed up to receive that email, I do want you to know that I share things with my beloved subscribers there that I don't share anywhere else, not on my website, not here on the podcast. And if you don't want to miss out on those things, I would encourage you to use the link here on iTunes or on the episode page on my website to receive them. When We Collided by Emery Lord has been out for a couple of years and it is so well written and it handles big issues so well that I find that it is still very timely. Now, When We Collided is the story of Vivi and Jonah and these are two teens whose paths cross in a small coastal town in California called Verona Cove. It's told in their alternating viewpoints, and on the surface, it appears that this is a summer romance, but it is so much more than that. It's the story of how Vivi and Jonah each struggle with mental illnesses. Vivi with her own bipolar disorder, and Jonah with his mom's clinical depression that has followed his father's sudden death. Now, as a writer, I was so awed at how Emery Lord brought Vivi alive from the very beginning. She just bursts from the pages from the very beginning um, with just a swirl of charm and energy and passion and adorable quirkiness. But it isn't until you get to know her a little bit better that the cracks begin to show and you realize something is very wrong. Her story in this book opened a window into the reality of bipolar disorder and it really immerses you intimately into her thoughts and imagination and compulsivity. Jonah is also quite compelling with his quiet strength and determination to keep his family together, all while dealing with the grief of losing his father and his growing anger towards his mom. She's basically checked out, lost in her own debilitating depression, and has left her children to defend themselves and take care of themselves. And that has put Jonah the third in the lineup of his six brothers and sisters in the position of parenting the three youngest children along with his older sister and brother. They all three work together to do that. Now, in many ways it's reminiscent of Jennifer Niven's All the Bright Places in the way that it introduces you to these very lovable, bright characters who sometimes leave a swath of destruction in their wake. To say that this book was a roller coaster is such an understatement because I laughed, I cried, I felt awe over Vivi's creativity and Jonah's tenderness towards his siblings. I went along for the ride as Vivi spun out of control and felt helpless alongside Jonah as he watched her unravel. This book dealt with some very heavy hitting subject matter and it dealt with that with the depth and authenticity and gravity that they merit. Here are the ones that i'm going to talk about today grief and loss depression bipolar disorder sexual activity suicide friendship parental neglect teen parent relationships and sibling relationships and i'm just going to highlight a little bit about the book in each of those areas with the topic of grief and loss we know that jonah's father has been dead for six months and Jonah is slowly dealing with his grief as he cares for his younger siblings and works in his father's restaurant. He feels the closest to his father when he's cooking and, wants, and he definitely wants to be a chef eventually, and so that's kind of his outlet for his grief. But any future plans that he or his siblings have are really up in the air because his mom is in a full-fledged clinical depression and she refuses to get help, which leads us to depression. And this is a quote from Jonah about his mom. My mom mostly stays in her bedroom now. Sometimes I wonder if she's whispering to her heart, beat, beat, beat to her lungs, in, out, in, out, in, out. Like it takes all of her time and energy to exist. And Vivi shares with Jonah, I've proud the dirtiest black alleys of sadness, okay? And I know what it's like to fight for your life on those mean streets. I'm not scared of the dark places. Because she has experienced depression herself and she describes it like this. It settles like a shadow over your body while you sleep and mutes every frequency into blankness, into fog. And if this book does nothing else, the language and the clarity that Emery Lord has in describing what it feels like to be inside depression and to be looking from the outside towards somebody who has depression and other mental illnesses. She's just masterful at it. I I just cannot um, say enough about how amazing her writing is in drawing you in and really making you feel like you are these characters. Okay, so moving on to bipolar disorder, which is also part of what I just described. Now, we know that Vivi is being treated for something at the beginning of the book because she throws her pills into the ocean each day. And, and this is a quote again, she thanks the constellations that she can feel things. She stopped taking her meds because they make her feel just numb and, and absent. Now, Vivi becomes increasingly frenetic and outrageous as she descends into a manic state. Her thoughts are choppy and irrational and somewhat, um, I would say, obsessive compulsive. She's making really unwise choices and she's starting to shave against the concern of the people who love her. And we discover that she struggled with these episodes before, but she did get her illness under control with medication, even though she stopped taking it because she hates the way she feels while she's on them. With sexual activity, Vivi and Jonah, I will say, kind of a parental advisory warning here. Um, Vivi and Jonah do have sex in the book. And while it's not graphic, it is described. But I would say that the description is very purposeful. Emery Lord is showing us how Vivi's bipolar disorder is manifesting itself in a very common way, taking risks and trying to fight th- find things you know, that really help her feel something. Jonah on the other hand, is a very lonely, isolated 17-year-old boy, and he's dealing with tremendous loss and feels very alone. Vivi feels a need for intimacy in the beginning, but he really begins to recognize that their closeness and their intimacy isn't as much about them as a couple as it is about her manic episode i would say like he recognizes even though he doesn't have a name for it he recognizes that their closeness they having sex is about her forgetting or escaping something on the issue of suicide here's a quote from Vivi. i don't appreciate how often people hide their scars and doubts really it's not fair to people who are struggling to go on believing that everyone else just has it totally together and never has one bad thought in their lives. Vivi's scars are on her arms and it's from a previous attempt that she didn't call suicide as much as she called it cutting in order to feel something but the scars were so deep and she put herself in such jeopardy that her mom and her doctors felt like it was a suicide attempt. Now she keeps these scars covered with long sleeves and tries not to think about them and everything that happened leading up to her attempt. And part of that was her friendships. And so I'm gonna transition into that issue now. Part of Vivi's descent while she's in Verona Cove is tied to the friends she left behind in Seattle where she used to live. Now, during her last manic episode, and that's the one that resulted in the cutting that we just mentioned, she betrayed her two best friends, something that she's feeling increasingly guilty about. And it's painful for her to even think about the hurt that she caused them. And in a type of vicious circle, that pain fuels another manic episode. One of the bigger issues that when we collided tackles is parental neglect. Not just Jonah's mom within her depression, but also Vivi in discovering who her own biological father is. And I'll talk about that more in a second. But back to Jonah's mom. Now she's stayed in her room for the past six months since his dad has died. She isn't functioning in any way and seems to have trouble even like making it to shower or feed herself and she refuses to get any help. All the kids are doing their very best to hide her neglect, but the responsibilities are really starting to wear them thin. They're starting to worry about the fall when both of Jonah's older siblings, um, Silas and Naomi, need to go away to college. His sister is going back, she's already been there, and his brother just graduated from high school and is planning on attending college. So again, everything is up in the air. Now, Vivi is, obsessed with knowing her biological father's identity something that her mom has refused to tell her to this point now part of Vivi's spiral is figuring out who he is and going to visit him only to realize that and this again is one of her quotes that he's a regular responsible old man rather than the romantic wild musician with a drifter's heart that she's imagined worse he has a family of his own And he's very angry that she has shown up at his home, especially since he sent child support to her mom every month. And apparently he's keeping her a secret from his quote unquote real family. So she feels very neglected in that sense and very disillusioned by the whole thing. Now, as far as teen and parent relationships are concerned, Jonah does have a compassion for his mom's depression and he doesn't want to rush her grieving process But he's starting to feel very angry that she's opting out of life. In fact, there's a point where um, one of their family friends comes to visit and she kind of puts on this show like she's acting as if she's functioning normally. And he gets so angry with her because he doesn't understand why she can pretend for other people but not for their family and kind of pull it together. Once she does actually start coming out of it, because she does by the end of the book... He gets very angry when she starts taking over and parenting him again. He's resentful because here he's had all these adult responsibilities for so long, and it's really insulting to him to be treated like a teen again. Now with Vivi, her mom is working hard to stay very connected with her and to make sure she's healthy, taking her meds, hanging out with um, uplifting people, and um, watching for any signs that Vivi is slipping back into a manic or depressive episode. With sibling relationships, now, Vivi is an only child, but with Jonah, he and his older brother, Silas, and his older sister, Naomi, have made tremendous sacrifices to take care of the three younger siblings. They've worked out schedules and responsibilities, and it's been hard, especially the parenting and disciplining of their younger siblings. And I would say Becca, who is a preteen girl, has really made that hard as well. Now, Jonah gets to a breaking point in the story when two of his siblings are fighting and accidentally break their parents' wedding picture. And this is what he says to them. And again, this is just, I could quote this, I could read you the whole book because it was just beautiful. And when you get to this point, you are really feeling Jonah's frustration and his grief when he tells them you're making this so much harder than it already is. Do you understand that I'm 17? I'm not a grown up. You've got to stop being such jerks. Just stop. You're not the only people in this family and the rest of us think about each other constantly. You only think about yourselves. As a very engaged reader, I was so grateful that towards the end of the book, their family really does come together, the siblings as well as Jonah's mom, in in a really beautiful, poignant way that honors their dad. In the end, we are with Vivi as she short circuits. She's agitated by a scavenger hunt that the universe has revealed to her, believing that if she could just follow the numbers, she'll find the secret to time travel. Eventually, her frenetic search ends with her Vespa, her little motorcycle, slamming into a tree. And this incident is horrifying for Jonah because he is watching it and experiencing all those same emotions that he felt when his dad died. And in fact, because of the the way that he responds to the accident he faints and um, is having a really hard time they put him in an ambulance and take him to the hospital as well and it's the same hospital where his dad has has passed away and so again he is just experiencing all these feelings and emotions that have come up because he's re-experiencing the trauma of losing his dad Now this incident is a catalyst for Jonah's mom to rejoin the world and get the help she needs. For Vivi, she's lucky to have survived her injuries from the accident and this starts the process of getting her illness under control. And there's a scene that is beautiful where she talks to a therapist that is a real turning point in her accepting her bipolar disorder diagnosis and feeling like she has a say in her treatment and the meds that she takes. Here is what I loved about this book. Now, I would say pretty much everything. It's, again, a beautiful book. Emery Lord gave both Jonah's and Vivi's voices such authenticity, and she really captures the struggles they're each facing. And as I prep for this episode, I kept finding quotes that I wanted to share, both the profound interactions between characters, but also internal dialogue. And I, I just have to share a few of them. I'm going to do that now. Um, and this is Vivi. I'm not sure if the scar itself is ugly, I've never thought about it, but it represents something scary and bottomless, and that's about the scars on her arms. And she also says, To the deepest, most cellular level of my being, I resent people who believe that depression is the same as weakness, that sad people must be coddled like helpless toddlers. She also says, My dark days made me strong, or maybe I was already strong and they made me prove it. And about Jonah, she says, he doesn't understand what it feels like to waste away in a castle dungeon where you've been chained to crumbling walls. And when the dragons close in, you only think, good, let this be over. And Jonah says, some days I wish I could fall asleep and wake up in two or three years because every day for him is just so hard. And he also says, obviously, I'm tired of being, of being a stand-in parent, but I also miss having a parent. Sometimes I want to be the kid. Now, I could keep going and going, but I think this episode is already going to be long enough as it is. But just know that this book is very much worth the read. The whole flavor of it was naming mental illness for what it is and not tiptoeing around it, but really meeting it head on, calling it out holding it up and diving into its truth. Now, I loved the information it relayed and the way that it did that in a way that was natural and a logical outflow of the story, like the way that Jonah's mom's decisions were affected by the grief group that she was going to and their advice once she started going and how Vivi's doctor explained some of her medical choices and her mom reassured her that this would not ruin her life but it might ruin a few days and it might make a few weeks harder in a great big life. I loved how she put that, that this is just a small part of her great big life. When We Collided is a layered and beautiful walk through the realities of mental illness. I finished it with a newfound understanding of what it feels like to experience bipolar disorder and what it is like to be the loved one of someone who is suffering from a clinical depression. Again, I cannot, recommend it highly enough. It is an excellent vehicle to discuss these very serious issues with your teens, as well as tackling other issues like family dynamics, sexual activity, and grief and loss. Now, if you're not sure how to start the conversation with your teen, then I would encourage you to check out the questions for any book, downloadable. You can click on the link on iTunes, or you can go to my website, theishgirl.com. I would just like to thank you so much for being with me today. I am so honored to be able to share with you, especially about these very uh, difficult topics of mental illness. And if you need help or want to know more about mental illness, I have shared some resources in my show notes as well. And I would encourage you to explore the support that is available out there. Until next time, I am so glad to be in the middle of it together.